Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But time to go all the way over to the east, to the Hawke's Bay. Motorsport Journalist of the Year in Australia and the reigning defending Motorsport Journalist of the Year in New Zealand, Greg Russ joins us right now. Hey, Russie. Hello, mate. Happy New Year to you. Were you dancing in the studio? Yes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was. How's the summer been, my friend? It's been fantastic. And, you know, thinking a lot of the the people in this part of the world, I'm uh, very fortunate to live here. Stephen, being the the Aussie boy, they, they let me come and stay in the bay but a lot of um, well entrenched people here did it very very tough last year with Cyclone Gabriel and the sun is shining today so it's nice for us to almost 12 months on be having um, some some much better weather to talk about that's for sure. Yeah, and here's hoping that weather stays for motorsports summer in New Zealand which is only a week away from really ramping up into high gear. Uh, Super Sprint Championship starts in Taupo next weekend and there's interesting to note that they're, they've the tack that they've taken, Nikos Kale from Tortuguzi Racing New Zealand and we've got quite a number of young American Formula Regional drivers coming over how do you think that, that weighs on this this field this year? I reckon, don't you think that the summer we had last year and a few of the Americans came out, that, that's, um, in, like anything in life, that the best form of sales is when people talk about something, isn't it? So those drivers, I reckon, have gone back to America. Callum Hedge went and competed in America as well during the, the year after the, the season uh, wrapped up, the summer here, um, and did a great job in the United States, as you know. So I think collectively all of those things, that market, all of a sudden these youngsters have started to go, hang on a minute, New Zealand's an option for us to go uh, during our winter, go down and stay match fit, get sharp before their season proper. I mean, what what is IndyCar? The season kicks off on about the 10th of March. So, you know, they can come here, enjoy our summer, take in a bit of um, New Zealand and do some very good competitive racing. And as you know, Nico and the team there, uh, that is such a well-run um, oh, yeah. series, Stephen. So, yeah, a bit of a different dynamic, right, this year with a, with a few more Americans um, taking part. I'm intrigued that you talked about uh, Callum Hedge. I spoke to him about uh, last week at some stage, and I, I, I've, it took me a while to click in, Rusty, that here's a kid that can drive a Porsche, wins Career Cup Australia, and he can drive an open-wheeler. And he's found that his niche now, maybe, he had more fun last season racing Formula Toyota, the FT60 in the Super Sprint, that's actually pushed him towards Indy next. Like, he, he, was, he was very much undecided. But because he, he went so well, I think that pushed him in, into uh, where he is now. You, you've got um, to remember that, that when you, you have uh, good people or mentors in your corner like Steve Horn. They're great uh, for career advice on this stuff. So, he I mean, he got everybody talking, didn't he? What yeah. he did in Carrera Cup in Australia, that's a little bit of a loss for them. But, but you know, when I talk to my buddy Richard Crail, who calls that series, they're immensely proud of the fact that he is going over to do Indy Next um, this year. Steve's kind of – Steve has literally um, emailed me in the last kind of 48 hours. Callum, as you rightly say, is already in uh, Indy. It's, I think, even snowing there at the moment. So, I mean, he, he's – already immersing himself um, in in the American way of things and getting ready for a big year. Um, I, I think it's at his age, 
you couldn't not have a go at the open wheel thing. If you could stitch a deal together, he's clearly got the talent. Um, if anything didn't pan out for whatever reason, and we really hope that it does, that he's the next kind of uh, Scott Dixon or Scott McLaughlin or whatever you want to call it in waiting, um, we, we, we know that he'll be dynamite in a, in a saloon car or touring car if he ever had to come back. So, so have a go. Why, why not do it if you can? It's very easy for us to sit here in what I would call quotation marks, local environment and say the, the kid's a rock star. But when you, you've seen enough drivers over the years of following motorsport to see what real talent is. Do you see special being a part of his name? I mean, he was um, being mooted for possible things in Japan, for example, that, uh, that Liam Lawson has done in more recent time. Um, the, the, the right people are seeing what he's, what he's capable of. So, I mean, like anything, you, you, as you climb a, a ladder, the competition gets tougher. So, I mean, he's really going to be tested this year. There's no doubt about that. Hopefully, he can draw on the experience of people like Hunter McElroy, who've been in that series in recent time and, and, and so on. Um, but I genuinely believe he's got, he's got great talent. It'll be about honing um, the next level of things. You know, you know America's a very, uh, in, in a media sense, for example, um, I mean, they, they look for, for showmen. Callum's a, he's a, a beautiful um, human being, but we want to see him come out of his shell a little bit more. So they're the kind of things that he'll, he'll take steps forward with this year. He's got the talent behind the wheel. That's the key first ingredient, isn't it? So um, let's see how he goes. All right. Well, you talk about IndyCars. I'm going to be talking to Scott McLaughlin at half past one this afternoon. But And let's talk about Scotty because I get the sense that this could be a an even better year. Finishes P3 last year, had a rough start, only one race win, wins Alabama. But the one thing that stood out in the back end of his season, finished second in the last race to Scott Dixon at Monterey, is consistency. We always talk about this word, but harder to find in a formula like IndyCar, which is so tough. Yeah, this is probably um, maybe in some people's eyes a bit of a controversial statement, but, but, but IndyCar, I think, is the most competitive motorsport championship in the world right now, right? So to, for him to, to get that third can only come about via the consistency that you're, that you're talking about. Knowing what he's, what he's like and, and how he's programmed, and you'll probably get this out of him when you chat with him a little later, uh, he'll want to go next level this year. He's been there for a couple of years now. Um, he's done all the right things, I think, under the tutelage of... of um, Roger Penske, Tim Sendrick. I mean, he's had great, uh, some of the legends that are a part of the Penske stable in his corner giving him um, the yeah. advice, given what, what's such a big change from supercars. Um, I, I think you'll see next level Scott McLaughlin this year. This is going to be a big year for him and a, and a year that he'll make a statement in that paddock. Are you disappointed they've sort of put the hybrid on hold till after Indy and they haven't started the championship because it'll it'll it could actually be a, a real joker in the in the in the a joker card in the whole season. How how you adjust in the second half. Most definitely. And, and you know, lots of people are already, uh, you know, I think I've read something about Scott Dixon getting his head around this and how you'll be able to use it and the way you'll be able to use it and so on. Um, like a lot of things, right, we don't always, when we integrate new things into the sport or when we introduce a new a new car or formula or so on, um, you've got to get this stuff right. So if it's not right, the best thing you can do is just put your hand up and say, look, okay, we're, we're going to buy a little bit of time here. We're going to get this thing right so that it's great for fans and it works properly for the teams and it's fair for all concerns. So, um, you know, not ideal to, to delay it in some respects, but but I'm all for that stuff. If you, if you handle it the right way, 
um, get on the forward foot with, with fans and let them know what you're up to and so on. I was quite surprised uh, when I was reading that they are still have push to pass. So you can still generate uh, extra energy, but you still have push to pass. I thought they'd get rid of push to pass. Well, I mean, they have better grey matter than you and I put together, mate, don't they, to be able to handle all that, all that stuff on the run. But it's a great, it's a great dynamic of, of that sport. It's another thing that you you watch as a as a fan, um, how they use it, when they use it, and so on. So, um, I mean, I, I can't wait for, for that season. Then, of course, at the end of May, the 108th running of the famous Indy 500, um, hopefully. Uh, you know, one of the many Kiwis we had. I'd, I'd love to see Scott Dixon have more success there as well. Just given, I mean, given his age and what he is still doing, he is just still showing some of those young blokes, um, you know, the kind of athlete you can be at the other end of your career if you really apply yourself. He well, is a superstar. Well, he's a machine, right? His his yeah, his absolutely. fitness regime is beyond anything that a lot of athletes in, in in even tougher sports would do. And he has got the his 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 mental strength is is unbelievable. And I, and I don't think he gets enough credit in this country as to what he has given to the sport and, and, and how he has put, in many ways, our country on the map in the motorsport world. Could not agree with you more. And, and um, you know, that's in various ways, from the clever way that, uh, you know, a group of businessmen uh, got behind him in a, in a consortium, if you will, and that became a template for them to use for other Kiwi races to go overseas. Um, his application is just uh, next level, as you as you rightly say. He'll be forever remembered as one of the the greats of that sport in um, in the American IndyCar and, and motor racing scene. But you're right; he does deserve greater um, acknowledgement. I think here in the broader sporting sense, the, the uh, you know um, Kiwis love their sport, all different kinds of sport. He should be held up in the highest regard with our, our cricketers and rugby players and so on for what he's done over the past 20 years. Are you excited about Marcus Armstrong taking on the ovals and so properly doing the full season this year with Ganesi? He, he just looks invigorated, doesn't he? He clearly enjoyed what he did there last year. I mean, you used the word consistency before. I mean, he kept turning up in the top 10. Um that's what you got to do. And and you and I spent a little bit of time with him at, at Highlands where he came and did some commentary with us last year. And I, I think that's where we saw more of... Um, the real Marcus. Personality. Yeah, it, it came through. And, like, Americans gravitate to that stuff. They love that. So, um, again, he made a heck of an impression last year. I'm very excited for him that, that you know, he made the move from um, what seemed like the the European path was going to be his focus. He's He's got himself in there. Um, he's away, and, and he'll take another step this year. So I can't wait to see what he can do. So that's IndyCar, and that's uh, going to be another busy season for all of us just to watch and to jabber about. But there's a monster Formula One season starting on the 29th of Feb, going through the second of March, the opening race, which is the Bahrain Grand Prix, 24 races this year. And it, it seems to have created chat all the way along. If you if you dive deep into all the Formula One websites, you it's just it's it's like the days of our lives. It's like drive to survive in print of, of what's going on. So, first up, can you see with teams wanting to start their design changes for twenty six already, but they're designing new cars for this year? Who is going to challenge Red Bull Racing? That's a really good question. So. Mercedes have got to get it right. They've had a couple of seasons now where they haven't had it right. It's not the Mercedes we're used to seeing. Um, 
there is obviously a, a budget cap in that sport now. And we're, we're seeing further down the order, I reckon, the benefit of that. I mean, the, the mid-pack battle now is just epic. They're all so, so close. That is, that is so hard fought. But at the, at the pointy end, um, the red team, Ferrari and Mercedes in particular, they, they've got to get something um, together that is going to be more of a, of a challenger for Red Bull. Yes, you know, lots of people have got their eye on 26 and your regulations and um, and so on. But it's about the now, Stephen. You, you want to win the Constructors' title. You want to win the Drivers' Championship. So um, Hamilton, I still think, you know, even at his, his age, he still has something um, really good to offer. And he would love the notion of going toe-to-toe with, oh, with Max Verstappen. But he needs he needs the, the wheels underneath him to do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But the one team that everybody seems to uh, think might be the challenger could be McLaren after their upgrades mid-season showed that they might just be getting close. But how close is still to be answered? Could not agree with you more there. Um, for a separate piece of content I worked on over summer, we had the chance to talk to both Zach Brown and Andrea Stella um, and they have, I, I, you know, what, what um, good teams are like in, in sport, right? And how you have to um, get the troops together, have the right, I mean, everyone talks culture and, and that sort of stuff, but they've really got that there now. The way Andrea goes about things technically um, uh, with the team, the Oscar Piastri, I mean, I'm an Aussie, obviously, so forgive the, the patriotism. <laughs> That's okay. But, 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 I mean, he really, for a rookie last year, did a, a mega job. I mean, he won a sprint race. Okay, that's not the GP on Sunday. But, I mean, to still do that in that company um, is huge. They are on, providing they can keep the kind of um, development, you know, to use that word, trajectory, providing they can keep going the way they've been going in the last uh, 12 months or so, uh, yes, absolutely. They, they could actually be the one more... Uh, if Ferrari and Mercedes don't get their, their act together better, they could be the ones absolutely um, challenging for that second or, or even battling for race wins, which would be huge. Do we get our New Year's wish and Liam Lawson's in full-time sooner rather than 25? Hart says yes, right? Um, on paper, at the moment, it doesn't look like it because of you know the deal that Checo has and so on. If you talk to a few people um, behind the scenes, two things here, right? What he, I, I was very lucky to be in Singapore working when he got those points and that he was in that string of races where he was subbing for the injured Daniel Ricciardo. He absolutely hit it out of the park with the car that he had, a maximum pressure scenario to come in and take the, the wheel of that car, and he absolutely delivered. He should be, as we talk here now, he should be a confirmed starter on the grid in the 2024 Formula One Championship, and it's a crime that that's not happening. Obviously, the, 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 you know we've had no movement, no driver movement for this year, so there is no window currently, um, but the ball kind of is in, is in Checo's court. If... Um, you know how brutal Red Bull can be, right? Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't have a if he doesn't have a good start to the year, um, it would not be. Uh, if you look at history, it's it's not um, it's not as though in the past they haven't had a shuffle mid season. And if if you put you know um, within the pool of drivers they've got, if they shuffled some things around, that could absolutely open the door for Liam. And he, he is he is ready, and I cannot wait to see him get that chance. You're a good man, Greg Rust. I'm assuming the KTM Summer Grill on Speed Cafe is where we can hear uh, from Zach Brown and Stellis. Yep, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, still doing some normal podcast stuff, mate. As I as I talk to you, I've just opened. Um, the uh, the website for the Topol Historic GP, which is the 19th to the 21st of January. We, that, that, I mean, and then, of course, that's going to be home for 
a round of supercars this year, which is going to be mega. Um, but how about the how about the promo photo they used of our mate Murph and Steve Richards and, <laughs> and Jack Perkins? I mean, I know they wanted to tap into the history, but it's it's the looks like the pie promo photo with the big long sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll remind them of that, mate. As always, appreciate your time and your knowledge and your understanding of the, the great uh, sport that motorsport is. I'll see you in Topol next week, buddy. Can't wait, mate. Take care.